0: Next to me, you had my heart fluttering, baby, like a pair of butterfly wings. I seemed to talk for hours about everything we do. And when you went away, baby, Lord, right then I knew that there's only one moment for me show me things I've never seen Oh baby You drive me crazy There's only one moment for me It's been two years baby Oh you're standing there I see the love in your eyes When Blowing through your head Oh, I can't believe it Oh, the love is shared And I knew in my heart, baby None would ever compare And there's only one moment for me You show me things I've never seen And Darling, you went away You flew up to heaven, you see Got your own pair of wings Though it broke my heart I remember everything you told There would never be another woman That couldn't mend his heart And there's only one moment for me show me things I never seen, whoa baby you drive me crazy, and there's only one moment for me. You show me things I never seen, whoa baby, you drive me crazy, and there's only one moment for me, there's only one there's only one moment for me. There's only one moment for me.
1: It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddy S. Yes and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile.
2: I am now on the Brooklyn Bridge. How do you like that? I was somewhere else before. Where were you? I don't
3: You're know. You're looking South very Northern. tall.
2: You get very
4: tall. I'm very tall.
2: Chairs. I am very tall. And you see my friends here. You're blue, I'm red.
4: And I got to be red and you blue because the blue's closer to you. Last time I knocked your head off.
2: You, you Remember haven't...
4: that? No, the whole thing went like
2: I, I went unconscious. I don't remember nothing. <laughs>
4: Your allergies up here. I have got to tell you. I don't know what it is. There's something it? Is it up, up here. You sit I don't down, know. It's
2: like it, and there's nothing else up know. here. I don't know. Somebody put a fish or something up here. I can't. I can't even breathe right now. Maybe it's the Maybe candle. Maybe it's the candle. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, say welcome, welcome, welcome. And the song you just heard is a song that we're going to be entering into the October twenty-fourth deal. You want to tell them about that, Why Florida, I blow my nose?
4: The Florida Arts Network, brought to you by Frank A. Ruffolo and Richard Sosa. It is a great event happening down in Fort Lauderdale at the Sabre Cinema. You can get your tickets on their website. Check out Artist Loft every other Thursday night at 5.30. And it's all about submission, and there's going to be two awards. And we're one of the sponsors yes, we are. for this event. Two awards for, I believe it's Best Song and Best Editing. music video i'm not sure of the exact categories but if you have a music video that has been edited shot and put together in florida it is open for submission so just send it over to Uh, Richard and Frank.
2: And you can get tickets. What's the website for the tickets for them? Do you know?
4: I believe check out Florida Arts Network because that is what it's all about. They put our events up there also. I spoke to Rich over the weekend at the Sabre Cinema. So tickets are available for October 24th. And we're going to be there because our Tuesday night show is pre recording that week.
2: So we're going to be able to be down there. This is fantastic. See that?
4: I didn't tell you. Because you I figured it me. was on a need to know basis. You don't he tell didn't me need none. To know yeah. until
2: You like the way I sprung some surprises at you this morning? You, you did. Like, you like the way I did that, right?
4: It's kung fu, Charlie. Is that what it is? Oh, I'm like just it. holding tight. You're like, I can what tell the, you. the hell is going on here? Didn't
2: I tell you my world is so bizarre?
4: It's a little bit, and I just gotta smile and. And just grind your teeth. Te-
2: that's why. That's why the screws come loose on you.
4: Pretty much so. Don't grind your teeth. <laughs> I gotta tell you.
2: Remember. Um, I don't know if you were there, there was an event that uh, our guest today invited us for a movie premiere that he had at the movies of Del Rey.
4: Were you there? I was not there. It was on a Friday night. It was.
2: And I went there. And Mama Ali was there. There was a lot of people there. I know. I took G-Man a,
4: went. I think Josh went.
2: I took a crew. Andrew was
4: there, I believe.
2: Yeah. I, I took a crew. And, Nick, and, and Yeah, she was there. Was
4: that Zari? I was Zari, right, yeah.
2: I, I took a crew and Nico 86 us. Why? Because Nico has somebody that came in and did the film
4: work. Oh, because Nico did, right.
2: And he was the MC. Yeah. And, and this guy was running around like a chicken without a head, but it was his premiere that night. There was a lot of people there.
3: Uh, yeah, it
5: was. it was. It was really a nice event. I mean, I had a great time, and the, everyone enjoyed themselves. I was surprised at how many people came. We packed that theater. It's funny like,
4: that oh. I don't even know your last li- I'm like, you have a last name. You're not Magatop. You no. actually have a last name. <laughs> I actually have a last Kenny name. Kenny Ruiz is in the <laughs> house, everybody.
2: But Kenny actually... Um, it was his idea when he did that show, is the reason then that I came up with let's do the concerts and everything else in the show with the video. Because Kenny was on the screen acting. <laughs> and I sat there and I said, ma'am, I use a few other languages, but I'm just gonna say, man, I can't believe Megachop is on the screen. Because that's a bucket list, you know? I don't care what anybody says, good, bad, or indifferent. When you see yourself on the screen, It's a trip. It's a trip, right?
5: Yeah, it definitely is.
2: Now, I was in Kramer versus Kramer, a walking piece. I was walking with my bag across NYU, and the guy kept calling, don't look at the camera. And I was like... (laughs) And they kept it in for some reason. I don't know why. It's still there. But I said to myself, but that wasn't a real piece. But Kenny was up there, and it occurred to me, I want to be on the screen. If I'm not on the screen, I want something that we represent up on that screen. So we did JC... And we put the, the thing in the movie theater. The new one that the, the crew put together is going to start on Wednesday. We need the, a new one
4: for a J.C. Also.
2: Well, J.C.'s already on it, but the one for um, October, T,
4: October nineteenth
2: is already going to start playing the, the trailers. Um, but I was so inspired by what you did that night, and I'm not. It doesn't matter about the movie, the, the actors, and all that. that's great. Um, but I was so inspired that. This guy gets around so many places. Everybody knows him from the NFL to everything. He's everywhere. He's like that guy, that, that guy when you're on the movie said his face pops up over your shoulder with his artwork.
5: Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you got a reputation for everybody knows who you are.
5: You know, it's funny because I didn't really think that way. I didn't realize that. And um, I actually went to an event. Um, and I was walking in, I was, you know, I was thinking, man, I hope I, I know somebody here so I could, you know, say hi and feel comfortable with them. And as I'm walking up, you know, a guy runs up and he's like, hey, man, I got to have your autograph. And I was so caught off guard, I kind of looked around like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> but but it, it's, really been, it's really been a lot of work to get to that point of people knowing who you are. And it was like, when I first started, my, my saying was, work until you no longer have to introduce yourself. And that's what I think I've pretty much accomplished.
4: And, wow. he, and he is... You and I have a long way to go. Why? Work until you don't have to introduce yourself. What do you, everybody knows my hat. Everybody, knows you. everybody knows you. And everybody
2: knows you. At least they know you. you. Me, they only know my hat. Kenny, they know because he's been with so many different people. Now, he was on a show, The Six Borough. Uh, I think that show had a second part as well. It was The yeah. Six Borough. And what was the other
5: one? Um, Hollywood Engaged.
2: Uh, Hollywood Engaged. Yeah. And, and Kenny was in here with, with the with the crew. And everybody knows his artwork. We have it. He yeah, had hangs up here. Those mugs that he has.
5: Oh, yeah. He has them in there.
2: Those are all his specialized mugs. And Josh says to me, Where have you been hiding those? And I hide them because I don't want them to chip and they're, they're put away and everything else. But he's involved in so many different things, which is, um, you know, you got to tip your hat. Yeah.
5: Thank you. How long
2: have you been doing what you do? Because we're um, going to get into that.
5: I started MagChop in 2014. and. Um, like for two years I actually was managing some some music artists so Mag Chop was kind of on the back burner for a little while while I focused on my musicians and then um, when they went to a different direction then I started focusing back on the art getting back into galleries Um, I took my art and put it on fashion and I did uh, Palm Beach Swim Week was the first show I did then I did Orlando, Miami and Chicago and I actually have invites for my fashion to be seen at uh, New York Fashion Week Paris and Milan so that that was really exciting. And then I was like, well, let's just keep going. So I wanted to make my artwork movie memorabilia. And I was going to all these different producers and saying, hey, listen, I wanna get my artwork in your movie. And they would keep saying, hey, man, you know, I got a role for you. And so I started doing these little small roles. And um, I met Juan Vasquez at my uh, fashion show. I invited him. He was in town for, for another movie premiere of his. And I invited him to the fashion show. And we became friends and for like two years, he had no idea that any acting. So when I did this movie that is on, was on Amazon Prime and I called Juan, I was like, you're not gonna believe this movie I did is on Amazon Prime. And he's like, wait a minute, you acted. And I was like, well, no, but I did. And he was like, I got a role for you. And that's how I co-starred with him in the squad. And, it's that, and so it's just been down from there. And so like, now I'm getting back, trying to focus back and get a little bit more back into the art galleries and you know, things like that.
4: You doing any more movies?
5: Yes, actually, um, I'm working on a movie for John Vargas. It's called uh, Side Effects. It's a movie about a, the side effects of a medication that they give the populace. That has a kind of a zombie type of effect. Uh, Where is plays. he
2: shooting that in Texas?
5: No, this one's in here. This is John Vargas shoots down here. I did um, Negativity with him, and then um, I have I'm working on Rise of the H- Rise of Hustle Town with Juan's directing it. At somebody else's. Uh, I think, Story or something, and we're also doing, in Houston, um, Northside. And in Northside, Angel Salazar, who played Chi-Chi on Scarface, he plays my dad, which is really interesting.
2: Now, we met Chi-Chi
5: up in iHeart. Well, he called one day on the show while Stephen Bauer was on our our show, and he called in. (laughs) But we met Chi-Chi back in the day.
2: It was about six years ago, Uh, and Dawn didn't know who the hell he was. And Chi-Chi, he left an autograph mug with a marker that faded. Oh, wow. So we gave it to um, Connecticut, and she really? still has it. Wow. Yeah, you don't remember Chi Chi. Um, now, these movies that you're doing, are these
4: independent movies, yes. indies?
2: Okay, so yeah. there's no problem with the strike because it's independent. Well,
4: the strike is apparently over. Not for the actor The writer's strike, though. The writer's, the writer's
5: strike is over. Um, but
2: not the actor's strike.
5: Yeah, and certain actors, like, I think what's happening now is if you are SAG, you can't do anything. Uh, I mean, ind- I'm independent. I'm SAG eligible, but I'm not in SAG. So, so you can different. do anything. Yeah, pretty much. But if I know that it, if it's a production that SAG was striking against, I won't work with them until they are right with SAG, just because. It's
4: not right. Ethically I think what right. they're
5: doing is right. They're trying to make sure that everybody's taken care of the way they should be. So, um, you know, there's a production that I that I was called about that's got some really big names in it, and um, unfortunately, I can't say anything about it. You but gotta wait. If, if the SAG is over, once it's over. And I'll be, able to, you know, I'll be shooting hopefully in May in, in uh, Boston and Maine, which should be pretty cool.
4: Did you ever set out to be an actor? No. It just happened.
5: It just happened, and um, it's really it's really wild because for for Rise of Hustle Town, there's two different parts that they're thinking of me, so I actually have to audition, and this is going to be my first ever audition. audition. Wow. And I'm nervous as heck about it because I've never done one. Um, but I, all I got into movies simply by trying to get my artwork into movies and I would do these little scenes and other directors were like, hey, you did a really good job. You want to be in my movie? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so it started like that until so I started getting paid to do it and I was like, oh, now I'm getting paid.
2: <laughs> That's so, amazing. So when you do a, a, when you go in and you read, do you just read what you're supposed to do and ad lib it or do you read it and follow the words, words by words?
5: I, um, I memorize the script, but then whatever it is, you know, the director, some directors, they want you to go word by word. They want you to say what they wrote. But with the directors so far that I've worked with, they've all been pretty lenient, and they're like, well, say it where it's comfortable. And so I've been able to like say it where it's just kind of like me. It's me, but just with that mindset of the character that's in the script. I uh, see. I can never be in a
6: movie. I was it just thinking
2: that
4: it would not work. Say
2: no. word by word. I said, I'm from the Bronx. I don't, I don't even know how to read. Yeah, that wouldn't <laughs> work for you. So <laughs> well. we try to do a commercial in here, yeah. and they posted all the words around us and pose. Oh, and say, no. And I went, what? <laughs> I said, what? I said, I can't do that.
4: We did. We had it taped. It was before we had the teleprompter. We had it taped everything around here for him. And he was still, I'm out. I, I can't do, do it.
2: Then I had to with my, my glasses to read it. I said, no, I ain't doing <laughs> it. I said, listen, you want me, you let me do it my way. Otherwise, forget about it.
5: Yeah, I'm way too dyslexic for that. I'll be sitting there like, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> pointing at them. you got to memorize Don't it. Don't know I'm reading. i got to memorize it. Oh, yeah.
4: I'm going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, you've got an art show at Artserve. Yes. In Fort Lauderdale coming Exciting up.
5: Exciting news. Some
4: more to come on that. On the other side of this commercial break, give us a call at 888-994-4995-Studio-A. Stay tuned,
6: and we'll be right back.
4: AMP 2 Media Productions, in collaboration with True Oldies Radio and Comcast TV, bring you the opportunity to spotlight your business on Monday Night Football on ESPN. By targeting your preferred Comcast region, your commercial will be spotlighted during NFL and NCAA football season, reaching over a million viewers. Let AMP help you amplify your impact in the community. Contact us at 866-224-5422 to create your own commercial today.
7: If you're tired of only working for your money and are ready to get your money working for you, then check this out. This is the Transact Card, the first of its kind Visa bank card where you double your dollars on every transaction. Transact Card provides you with a system for your money finally works for you. The days of underwhelming one to 2% cashback are over. Are you ready to welcome in dollar for dollar rewards, doubling your buying power and creating financial momentum? Look, if you've been trying to save your way to wealth and that isn't working out the way you hope, maybe it's time to try spending your way to wealth instead. Learn more at gman.mytzt.com. That is gman.mytzt.com. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Ant Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies' Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. Les Arelles
8: Restaurant. Home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information, or to make a reservation, contact Lesorelrestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301.
9: South Florida's Good Time Oldies And Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. Let's be
6: together.
9: On South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. Hey!
1: watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
4: Hey, Chip. No. Take three. You know, you gotta clip it on.
2: I don't gotta clip, can you hear me? (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) This stupid shirt doesn't clip on. I think
4: it's the mic, I don't think it's the shirt. We got that shirt from Slappy when he was here last week with Messi.
2: The comedian.
4: No, the bass player. Oh, Slappy. Slappy. Slapping the bass.
2: Slappy, baby.
4: Right? <laughs> from ZZ Top and True Rumors.
2: True Rumors, yes. Big meeting with them. Uh, tomorrow. Or
4: tomorrow. Tomorrow, I believe Maybe. it is from the guitarist. So I'm glad we had that shirt for you because your other bodega shirt was uh, blending in with our screen back here.
2: Listen, I also want to let you know that we are getting into the wine business with Johnny T, who is, this, this stuff is really good. I gotta tell you, not because he's a friend and we're doing the concert with him and everything else, but this stuff is actually really good. So I had the breakfast wine bottle and never got to the bit. Should I save it for tomorrow?
4: You can save it for tomorrow. Okay. So I have to ask you, what did you tell Johnny T about my eating? I'm sorry? Because he says to me, what can I bring for you? Because Freddie says you don't eat everything. I go, well, I drink wine, and I pretty much eat it. He goes, that's not what I was told. What, what did you I tell him? You I eat everything.
2: Johnny T. is in the food business. So, the thinking, so he wants
4: to know what to bring me. A case of wine is lovely. Okay, so tell me you A bottle, wine. I did. Okay,
6: A bottle wine. But he
2: was talking food. When you talk to Johnny, it depends on what it is you're talking about. So if you're talking wine,
4: he has 18 wines. Eighteen. He's bringing, bringing them all tomorrow, actually. It's amazing. Taste testing tomorrow at the cafe.
2: I didn't think he said open them. I think he's just bringing them. But the other thing is that he does food, so he he uh, he does, he can cater the event. So let's say that we're doing his music event, and if I can talk to the movies of the Ray or whatever, they will cater the event for people. They, they can sell food. The host can sell it. They can give it whatever they want to do. So yesterday we were talking about food because he brought in some spaghetti for J.C. Driesen. Gluten-free, right? Gluten-free because she said she couldn't find gluten-free spaghetti.
4: And he said, here. So brought her in two boxes of spaghetti.
2: So you got caught up in the title. I got caught up
4: in the food of what it is. I got pizza coming on Friday. You do? Hand-prepared individual pizzas, yes, from Denise Marsh. Remember Steve Joyner was here.
2: Um, What do you got?
5: Pizza,
2: 12 o'clock.
4: Just come. Oh, he's going to be here anytime.
2: You can come whenever you want to come. You don't need an invitation. You've been invited. Uh, the background changed again. See that? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm moving through the city.
4: You're moving through the streets in New York. Look at Do you street. have a favorite place in New York that used to hang out?
2: Yes. Oh, hang out or favorite place? Two different things.
4: Okay, you choose. Favorite place?
2: The favorite place was Rockefeller Center, Christmas Day, oh, Christmas yeah. Night, mm. yeah. on the ice, with the tree underneath this tree that was bigger than this building and just sit there for five minutes.
4: Ever get engaged under the tree?
2: Got divorced.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's don't why I love it don't so ask him about the wedding the situation. No I
2: didn't get engaged I didn't get engaged but the best place I used to love hanging out was on DeKalb Avenue on the corner with the boys with Ivan and them guys and, and they used to have the garbage can like in the old days and they used to burn the wood in the, in the winter and then we used to go from there to Orchard Beach. And the sand was so hard on Orchard, you could walk on it, and it wouldn't make a footprint. And we used to put the beer in the, in the rocks, and they used to play the guitar. My brother used to play the guitar and everything else. I'll tell you, man. I, well, what I would give for one day just to go back to that.
4: Back but to yeah. those York, times.
5: New York was magical. It changed again.
4: It's still kind of magical. How about you, Kenny?
5: For me, um, Chicago. I grew up in Chicago, and there's, uh, you know, I remember just... I. I WAS A GRAFFITI ARTIST, SO I REMEMBER GOING oh, yeah? WITH MY FRIENDS. YOU run AROUND, YOU RAN AROUND? OH, YEAH. You? GOING into the train. WHAT WAS training. YOUR TAG? IT WAS PROME. P-R-O-M-E. AND I WAS WITH A CREW CALLED uh, CHICAGO CRIMINAL Artists, CCA. AND um, WE WERE ACTUALLY ONE OF THE MOST WELL-KNOWN CREWS IN THE CITY AT THE TIME. THE CITY'S PROBABLY GOING TO SEND ME A BILL AFTER THEY SEE THIS. THEY'RE GOING TO BE LIKE, OH, IT WAS <laughs> YOU.
4: <laughs> I BET NOW CHICAGO LIKE NEW YORK HAS TAKEN ON THE GRAFFITI artists TO REVITALIZE THE AREA.
5: Um, yeah, they embrace it in certain areas, but there's still certain areas they don't want it. They so that's her. the challenge. The challenge is to get it up there where they don't want it. Do you know Chicago PD? My, um, I have a cousin who is a member of Chicago PD. Yeah.
2: Okay, Chicago PD is a, is a is a show.
5: Oh no, I don't watch. I don't.
2: I don't. Watch the I'm aware Chicago of the show, PD. but I'm. <laughs> He's I like real
4: life Chicago where PD. I, <laughs> I know
2: real life Chicago <laughs> I, I PD. I watched it last night, and uh. one of the captains was getting reamed because he could not control the graffiti in Chicago, which was a problem at one time. Yeah. And I saw the name, P-R-O-N-E, on the picture, on the, on the wall that they show. Oh, is no he, way. He was talking about, I swear, he was talking about how they were cleaning it up and all that, and the sergeant, the captain was sitting here, and the guy was telling him, oh, so you're cleaning it up, huh? He kept flashing behind them all of these. He says, turn around, he turns around. P-R-O-N-E is on the wall.
5: Oh no way! On a wall, that's kind of Are wild. You,
2: this is kind of freaky. Yeah, you yeah. see, don't believe me.
4: I do believe you.
2: <laughs> that because is this wild. Is
5: what
3: Look happens. it up. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Look it up. I'm telling you, it's there. And you just said it. And I remember that he pointed it out, <laughs> and he looked behind me and says, "Wow, well, you don't know." And they they reamed this this captain because he couldn't control the graffiti.
5: Oh yeah, well I I was known in Logan Square area, uh, all the way down the Blue Line to the Red Line. We all over the trains and everything. Did you surf the trains on the top? No, I never did that, no, no. But I I tell you one time, we were in the tunnel and the train was coming, and they have like these- these, Inside the turn on the tracks? Yeah, so you, yeah. And so there's these little like uh, gaps where you could stand in between, so I guess the workers stand there when the train goes by. But there's a vacuum, like you're sitting there and you're holding on, your shirt's like (laughs) It's really loud, and then it's like (laughs) and it's gone. So I, I do remember that. But I don't think I'd want to do that again. But, you know, the memory's there It was good.
4: <laughs> it's like when you divorce, you look back, and wasn't marriage perfect then?
2: No, there was this vacuum. <laughs> there was this vacuum.
4: <laughs> it's like those things in life that at the moment you think, I can't believe I'm doing this. And you look back and said, that was kind of cool. It wasn't so bad. It's the forgotten gene that we
3: all have. We've forgotten how bad it was.
2: I, 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 we used to do stupid things. And one day I was in my black shoes and I went from school to hang out with my friends. And they went to this building that they were building up and it was raining, and they walked across these planks, and there was a 20-foot drop, and my cousins all ran across because they had their sneakers on, and here I am, stuck on this (laughs) plank. And I'm telling myself, what are you, stupid? (laughs) You got to go. And then I had to turn around and go back. I'm going to tell you, I still have nightmares of that. I tell you, the pressures of being
4: a guy in the city, like you just have to keep up with the perfect example. Your shoes just didn't keep up.
2: Keep up. We used to steal in the in, in Chicago. Did they have those red boxes for the fire department?
5: I don't remember those. No.
2: New York, they had this red box. They had the fire department and they had the police department. So you used to raise it and hit, and you used to. hit Oh no! The, uh, the first
5: the time I saw something like that was when I moved to Florida. Oh,
2: they had, have it had one here? in
5: Coconut Creek. Really? Yeah, they have. There's a park. And so we were sitting there, we would go. We real late at night, we would press it, and then we'd go hide in the uh, in the trail. And we'd watch the cops roll in and stuff like that. <laughs> and then they'd leave. Yeah, we did all that stuff. I yeah, was, <laughs> they used that to was have, mischievous.
2: They used to have a hook in there for the fire department inside this casing. And we used to break the lock, take the hook, put it in the elevator shaft, and the elevators would come down so you could and open the door so you could ride the elevators. Oh, the no top. way. Remember that? You ever did that? I never did that, no. Dangerous as hell because there's a blade turning that rope. And Peach. we used to jump from one elevator
5: to the other. Oh, wow. That's, that's like some Bruce Willis stuff. I, I, I never did anything like that.
2: My mother,
4: I gotta she keep you on the stra- peace. I keep him on the straight and narrow. <laughs>
2: yeah. And we used to have oil on our face, and my mother caught me one day, and she says, come here, because somebody ratted me out. Corpy ratted me out. And my mother says, you ever come home? So we used to clean up. My, <laughs> my, my, my Juju made this shop in the basement. And we used to clean our oil and stuff. Because it was oily, those
4: ropes. Because you jumped?
2: You used to were jump. You crazy? Well, no, it was going down, so you had to jump. If you miss, you were dead. Yeah. Why
4: would you do that?
5: Because you do not want to get caught. You don't want to be the only... <laughs> the guy that didn't. The guy that didn't.
4: Again, yeah. well, I would never want to be a guy. I was the last the one that did it. The peer pressure of being peer. I was scared to death. I was like
5: this. We ran across the highway one time. We, we oh, were doing some graffiti. Crazy. We ran across the highway, jumped the wall... and and they have the trains that go along the middle of the highway well when we landed I landed and I landed right between the second and third rail and I'm telling you I I stood there for a while and I didn't want to move everyone was like come on come on we slowly pulled my foot foot out from there then you gotta jump onto the platform forget about it man the things we did as a kid it was wild. Imagine
4: if your kids did that?
5: I hope they're not doing that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if you ever found out your kids did what you did?
2: I never told I have never told the story about jumping the elevator.
4: trees. wouldn't do it. Freddie would do it.
5: Not My now. son would probably do it. I, Not that's now, the but thing. You know. My son would probably do something. He's a little daredevil, so I I don't, I don't like to tell him too much. And Back if I do, I tell him, "Listen, you can't be doing that," you
4: know. Were you ever in the Chicago PD? Or were you always an artist?
5: No, I was always an he was, artist. that maybe I was chased by the CBD. You well, I
4: always an artist your whole life?
5: Yeah. But Back I never the- It's funny because you know, I did graffiti and everything like that, and I would, was able to draw draw people and things like that. And I never wanted to pursue art as a business or anything like that. I mean, I made money on doing people's graffiti names. There was like in high school, stealing JanSport backpacks was a real big thing. So of I would, it was. yeah. So I would pay they, people would pay me like twenty bucks to do their name and graffiti on their JanSport. So I made a lot of money doing that. But that was as far as thinking about going into business. I ever thought it wasn't until. After my mother passed away, I could no longer draw. That I started doing collage art. That's when I got noticed for my artwork. It was the founder of Guy Harvey, Steve Stock, the guy who marketed the Marlins. He he married my wife's friend. And so he was at my house and he's we're sitting there talking. Now, you ever been talking to somebody and you know they're paying attention to you, but they start drifting off like you know something's catching their eye in the background. And we're in my house. I'm thinking there's a spider on my walk, Because I don't have, like, normal, regular, like, ants or, like, little roach. I don't have none of that stuff, right? get yeah, the big one. I get crazy stuff in my house. Liz, giant lizards, my cat a baby alligator. Like, all kinds of stuff, right? So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what's behind me? So I look back, and it's one of my pieces. And I just kind of, I know I just kind of looked at him like, what are you looking at? And he was like, I'm listening to you, but where'd you get that? And I was like... I made that, I, I really just dismissed it, and he was like, you know, I want to see the rest of them, you know, and I was like, well, what makes you think there's more, and at the time there was only like six, and he says, because nobody does that once, so I took them around my house, I had a few of them hung up, and the ones my, my wife and kids like, I'd frame it, the other ones I would just kind of throw them aside, because I'm starting a new one, and so um, Steve stands at about 6'4", and he's standing, he's looking at one of my pieces, and he looks down at me, he goes, do you know who I am? Now, this is where the Chicago came out. And I was like, you know who I am? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And he goes, he starts laughing. He goes, I don't mean it like that. I mean, do you know what I do? And I said, I I think you work for Guy Harvey or something. And he's like, no, he works for me. And I was like, oh. And he's like, you know, what do you know about him? I said, I know he's a world's most renowned nautical artist. And he goes, yeah, you know how I got him that way? I went all the way around the world showing his art. And around the world, I've seen collage art everywhere. I've never seen it done like this. And I was like, really? He's like, no one's ever told you this? And I was like, well, I did have someone, an architect who was a professor of architectural design who was the GC for my house. He was uh, actually the professor at FAU. And he said something about my art. And I was like, yes, I've been told that before. And he's like, yeah, you got something real special here. You know, if you ever want to start a business, let me know. And here I am. (laughs) So
4: is he helping you do your marketing and placement and promotion?
5: He helped me get my product started. He had retired at the time during this transition. He retired, and what ended up happening is right when I started getting back with ArtServe, getting well, getting into ArtServe, they were rebranding, and so I introduced them. So now he works on the board with ArtServe, wow, which is nice. great because I'm showing there. So yeah, you're really showing cool. there. Yeah,
4: ArtServe is a great community in East Fort Lauderdale. I think it was an old library that they converted. It is actually ArtServe
5: right? is the oldest. Uh, it's the oldest and largest gallery in Broward County, and I, I don't know if it was. It looks like it could have been a library. I think at it was a time. library.
4: I used to live down there. Oh my gosh! When I first moved to Florida, I was three what kind
2: or
5: of building four. building is that?
4: It's just so long. It's right on a. Uh, it's right it's on, federal, sunrise. Isn't it? it's on, on Sunrise. It's on East Sunrise
5: Boulevard. It's for Sunrise, um,
4: kind of the old Sears, and it changes directions. Oh, I know
5: that is. Yeah, you know where Hustler is? Yes. It's you got the gas station and then ArtServe, and um okay. and it's it's you know, a big community um, art gallery that's been around for a long time. They've had some real, you know, they're known for some prestigious shows. To be able to be showing there is really big for me. It's like,
2: Is this your show or you're part of a show?
5: So they're doing the members exhibit and there is a mag chop exhibit aside from it going on. So this will be my show. This will be the first time I'm showing all my artwork in one place. Wow. I will have my fashion stuff there and I'm also going to have, because it's, it's called So Perception, so... They want to know who the artist is. What is the What does the artist do? More? They want to know as much about the artist as possible. So I will be presenting as a fashion designer, as an actor, as an artist, everything. So I have my movie posters up, I have my artwork up, and my fashion.
4: That's pretty exciting.
5: <coughs> it sounds like Soul he
4: perception. Here it is. There it is. October sixth. so oh, that's next week. Oh, it's going to be there for a while.
5: Yes. So October sixth is the uh, opening reception, which is that's where I'm telling everybody you got to go to this. It's going to be great. I got a lot of some some of the same people. Khalil Ali will be there. She she uh, messaged me yesterday and said she's coming through. Um, but the so that's the opening night. But then the, the exhibit runs through the thirtieth through December thirtieth. But
2: that's opening night is October sixth.
5: Yes. That's
4: next Friday night, I believe.
5: Yes. Yep.
4: That's exciting.
5: Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm nervous. There's a there's a lot of emotion that goes on with it because you know this is the first time I'm presenting, basically everything me in one place. So. But the
2: artwork is already up. Yes.
5: I'm putting it up Monday. Monday. Monday okay. morning I go. And yeah.
2: what else are you gonna do besides the artwork? You're gonna do a fashion show or something? Or no. What that?
5: I'm gonna have is because it's an exhibit, so I'm gonna have two mannequins up there showing different styles um fashion that I make. I'm gonna have my mug collection up there. And I'm gonna actually have the entire mug collection there so people can see it. The thing about my mugs is at the end of every year, one mug does retire. And then a new design is introduced. How many one do you mug have? Does retire? There's always seven in the collection. Okay. And um, I don't know how many, I think there's 14 right now total that you can get or something like that. So it's there was like a, one year where I didn't retire one.
2: It's like a Microsoft update. So you gotta retire one and
5: I actually got the idea from, um, from my daughter. She used to collect these American girl dolls. And at the end of the year, one of the dolls would retire. So my daughter would make it a point to collect the ones she knew was going to retire.
2: That's smart.
5: Yeah. And so I was like, man, that's a good idea. And then I just, I chose, I actually, there's a funny reason why I chose seven to be in the collection.
2: <laughs> <laughs> seven is a good number.
5: Seven's a good number, but it's, it's from, do you ever see the movie uh, Something About Mary? Yeah. Do you remember when he gets in the car with the guy and the guy, seven minute abs. Yes. And he goes, really? Well what if someone comes up with six minute abs? Yeah. <laughs> he says <laughs> he, threw it for a he went with seven
4: for the seven. He, he goes, seven, seven
5: eleven, seven dwarfs, seven little chipmunks twirling on a branch. Eat <laughs> left some <fries> on my <laughs> uncle's
4: ranch. <laughs> that
5: <was laughs> That's why one. there's seven in my collection.
4: Something simple, just like that. You would yeah. think it was a whole complicated thing. And Kenny, why do
5: they call you MagChop? I people started calling me that, but normally I always tell them MagChop is the business, but people got used to just saying MagChop. How I, started, how I got the name MagChop is how I create my artwork. I actually chop up magazines to create my artwork. So I said, I'll name my company MagChop. And that's how it started. And that's, that's
2: the way everybody introduces me to yeah. him. Like I don't know him. It's, Mag Mag chop.
4: Chop. it's very cool. My daughter just went back to school for art therapy at GW. Oh, wow. And part of going through it is they have to, every class is an art therapy session. So they have to create. And the first thing they had to do about a month ago was create a self-portrait all through collage so they could rip, they could tear, they could cut and there was the glue and she's 31 so she's not like six years old doing this but it was what the textures are, what it feels like, where you start the process of your self-portrait and it's all part of the therapy of the touch and what it means like so it makes me think of what you're putting together that it's all tactile learning and it's all part of therapy for so many people
5: It is therapeutic for me because it's how I found comfort after I lost my mother so it was like normally I hid in my art but this time I couldn't do it the way I had to. So I, had, I actually had to change my, my style and, and learn something new. And I, I actually wasn't a fan of collage art when I drew. And so it was, it was interesting finding out how in America it's not the most popular medium, but around the world it's actually one of the most uh, popular mediums and difficult to capture. So well,
4: everything that we have hanging here is all collage art.
5: Yeah, so I noticed I think it's that. Yeah, I room. noticed there's all kinds of different things. I love the artwork in this place. I every time I mean, I come your in
4: pieces. Here, so, uh, so you find a picture of a... Because they're all unique pictures. So I would yeah. think that maybe you draw some of them or you just find the images from the magazines you want and then you put it together?
5: Yes. The only There's only one piece. I did a piece for Chris Brown. It actually hangs in his daughter's room. And I wrote Royalty Brown in graffiti. Uh, it took me forever to do that, but I I remembered my my kind of my letters that I did and I wrote it and that's that's the only piece that actually has my own handwork are
4: you allowed legally to cut up other people's images and use them as artwork for you
5: absolutely so I had to learn all this right before because all my parts all my pieces are copywritten Um, I've even spoken some of some of the artists whose pieces appear in my pieces and they've been very excited about seeing how it came out but the, the law is that if it's not, like let's say I have the Michelin Man in one of my pieces, I'm not advertising another tire and I'm not using the Michelin Man to advertise my piece. He's just part of the bigger picture. So that way it's, I'm legally able to use that image without any copyright violations because of that, because it's it part of bigger the bigger picture. It comes the public domain. It's
2: interesting. interesting. Uh,
5: it is because... Things
4: you have you don't realize as an artist, there's the business side to it. Yes. You, ha- you couldn't just take other people's images and say I'm using it. You actually have to figure out how you could use it, what you can use.
5: Yeah. Right, right. And I had to learn that. And the thing was, is that when I first started creating these pieces, I wasn't creating them to show people. If my wife or kids liked them, I hung it up. If not, it was just thrown aside. Right. It wasn't until after I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to get in trouble for this. So I had hired a lawyer, and she was like, no, the law states, and she broke it all down. So we were able to copyright every single one of my pieces.
2: Wow. And then you transfer those over to clothing and cups?
5: Yes.
4: Smart. Yeah. They all have different themes?
5: Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of it that has a lot of low rider theme because of, you know, I'm I'm a low rider. So most of my magazines that I kept were uh, in low, you know, low rider themed. But then I started collecting other magazines to create other pieces when I was doing the Chris Brown piece. When I did, I did a piece called Iron Freedom. It's all about the motorcycle culture. And I actually went to like motorcycle bars bars, and I spoke to riders to get the culture. What's a low rider? A low rider is a car with hydraulics, usually on 13 inch (laughs) rims. Yeah. Uh, White wall tires. Have one of those? Classic. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> you ever seen his car?
4: Mm-mm.
5: Yeah, I got, a, I got a, a, a Buick Regal, 1983 Buick Regal. Everything opens back Josh, you up. heard that? <laughs> Have you ever seen his car? Yeah. It's a beauty. It? Right now it's taken apart and it's in primer because I'm redoing it. But yeah, she's got all kinds of stuff. I got suicide doors, suicide hood, trunk. I took the quarter windows, made them oval. It's etched, etched with ghost You kind of
4: collage it? it, like wrap it?
5: I, you know what? I've thought about doing that, but, you know, I don't know yet. My last lowrider calm. had it. Yeah, my last lowrider had it. He I had did. one of my pieces on the trunk, and it was cool. And I took um, oh, first place cool. at the 2013 dub show.
2: Yeah, but
4: Remember, Gartel had his car wrapped with his artwork. Yeah, but this yeah.
2: thing he drives, I wouldn't do that to it. I mean, I would maybe put it on a trunk or something. But yeah, I had
5: it on the trunk, and I had all, like, patterns, like blue patterns in the paint and everything like that. He
2: parked it out front one Friday night, and I went out there, and I said, what? And it was his. I said, what? I said, I wanted to spend my time watching. I love cars. Yeah, Love them. Um, but, you know, that's a classic right there. It's very
4: cool.
3: Oh, yeah. All that's right, let's
4: fun. take a commercial break. When we come back, let's see some of the themes you've got going on in those mugs on the other right. side of this break. Because there has to be a whole analysis of it. I'm going to get into the...
2: She's an artist by trade. By
4: I'm going to get into, into the visual <laughs> art therapy of what they all mean. Right? To you or to all of them? Ooh, us?
2: okay. To him, he's going to tell you what you see.
3: I don't know about He's that. He's a good businessman. Remember
4: with the piece I told you at Old School Square yeah. and she was on and what I thought it meant, she's like, I never thought of it that way.
2: You confuse people.
4: It's the beauty of art. You do I can even all confuse the, the artist.
2: And I'm gonna tell you something. Either I'm losing my mind or I'm in another part of the city. You're losing
4: your mind. I don't see when they change it. Have been there
2: before? I don't know what that is.
4: It happens when
2: you blink. Is that what it is? It it is th-
4: I gotta blink slower. I'm Yes, I all right, more to come on the other side of this one o'clock hour, and we'll
7: be right back. Ant Media Production presents Music Night, a once-in-a-lifetime lineup of concerts including Jive Talking, a Bee Gees tribute band, Tony Wilson as James Brown, Johnny T, the voices of legends, Frank Dean and Friends with Mike Dutra, and a salute to the veterans by J.C. Driesen. Go to events.amp2.tv for more information and get your tickets now. That is events.amp2.tv.
8: Do you want the opportunity to have a TV show or podcast? Now at Amp Media Productions, you can host your very own visual broadcast anywhere around the world. With our talented group of creators, we will provide you with show elements, board operations, and any on-screen visuals you'd like to showcase. All you must do is log on to your computer and communicate with your viewers. Contact AMP Media Productions at 866-224-5422 or email hello at amp2.tv to start your own
4: show today.
7: Born in Marseille, France. Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786 326 8873.
9: So Bello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories, and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons.
7: Love the Brooklyn Cafe? Don't miss out on some of the latest merch we have available. Need a new shirt? The Brooklyn Cafe has you covered. We have a variety of shirts in all sizes ranging from the classic cafe shirt to the highly coveted colorful hot dog shirt. Need something for cold weather? Why not grab one of our cafe hoodies? Or you can snuggle up with one of our soft, silk touch fabric blankets. The Brooklyn Cafe has everything you need from clothing about the show to our signature coffee blends and mugs. Get it while supplies last.
8: Ant Media Productions is excited to announce our expansion into North Miami. (laughs) With our experienced team of radio and TV professionals, we are dedicated to bringing North Miami the highest quality audio and visual production services. Whether you need radio or television commercials, podcasts, music videos, or audio and visual storytelling, we can provide the solutions to help you reach your goals. Our team is reliable, innovative, and creative, and we're ready to help you develop the perfect product. With our competitive rates and personalized service, You can trust that your project is in the best hands. Contact us today to get started on your project.
3: 866-224-5422.
1: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddy S.
2: That song brought to you by J.C. Driesen, the one and only. J.C.'s tickets are on sale for her November 10th. November 10th, right? Um, so you could do her show. People are buying tickets. I want to thank you for that. And J.C.'s also producing the one on, Octo- on October 19th, which is Johnny T. You're going to see Johnny T. tomorrow and Friday. He's going to come in because he's been in New York. we going to start promoting this as well. And we welcome everybody to come in to the movies of the and enjoy Johnny's legend voices, Sinatra, Dean Martin, the whole nine yards, and you can thank our guests for putting this idea in my head um, to do it. Really? Yeah. When I went to his movie premiere, I left there saying I want to be in the, I want to be up there. And we got to do J.C.'s piece, and she called us up on stage, and, uh, and there were movies. It was a full house. We had to turn people away, so we're gonna move it to the bigger theater this time. Where he had his thing going on.
5: But, you know, you were the one who introduced me to them to start
2: with. Yeah, but I didn't know what the hell you were doing. <laughs> I thought you were producing something for somebody else. I didn't know you were in it. Oh. Chicano Squad.
3: <laughs> That's
2: funny. I thought you knew. <laughs> no. You know who knew was your biggest fans is Garcia and G-Man. Because yeah. they used to play act in here every Friday night. They were in their <laughs> own world.
4: They were reading Most books too. and Zari, the three of them. Three other, Friday they night. were their the own three world, and did thing. their
2: own thing and they were just having a party within the party and they just went on and on and on and on and the guy you had, I keep forgetting his name um, on uh, Scarface, the tall oh, guy.
5: Um Stephen Bauer.
2: That, he that, played uh,
5: He played Manolo, Manolo. The, the guy that came to the show.
2: Stephen Bauer. I'm in Stephen Bauer's phone. He may have taken me out by now, but he met me in the back He says, "Freddie, you want to be in my phone? Here, put your number, put your number." <laughs> Steven, are you sure? It was amazing. Yeah, I he's mean, a real I nice guy. Watching these guys on the big screen, you know how. Pretty cool, right? It's unbelievable.
4: Did you yeah. just read the article I sent you? I'm changing subject for a second of about JFK, not. because I was looking. 1964, the Warren Commission today came out with the ruling that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone no, gunman. They
2: lied. Okay.
4: So there's a new book from the Secret Service agent. He is has been quiet for all of these years about the extra bullet that he found. Have you, did you see the article recently? I, I
5: had heard about it so I knew and then I have a friend of mine who's actually his dad is involved in something like that and he told me something he probably shouldn't have told me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but there was more than, than him.
2: Well
4: there, there had to be and there was, I can't even say there wasn't proof. I think they swept the proof. I mean and if you read this article, I spent the a whole Saturday morning reading this, that he, there was an extra bullet is the premise and he found this bullet and he says he put it on the JFK stretcher in the emergency room. And when the Warren Commission report came out, it came out that it was on Connolly's stretcher, thinking it came out of Connolly, not the extra bullet that went into JFK, which would have signified an extra bullet. Oh the
3: wow! Way the,
4: the way the angle was of this, and why But he it came was out planted. Now.
2: That bullet was planted. You're telling me?
4: No, he got it from the back seat of the car where Jackie O was, and it was just sitting behind where the convertible roof comes down, and the back seat is and it was like this barely opened bullet and he put it in his pocket took it to the hospital when he left to consult Jackie and help the whole family he put it on the bloody JFK stretcher but when the Warren Commission report came out it came out that this bullet that was found clearly and they did the ballistics and it was from the scene they said it was came out of Vice President Connolly which in fact it didn't not by pestle, wow. but from Connolly, that it didn't. It was really from Listen, JFK. If
2: anybody thinks that that man did that, all that damage by himself with bullets going in this direction when he was behind him, if you think that, I got a bridge to sell you. It's probably back there somewhere else. It's <laughs> probably one of the pictures
4: that it's we keep changing. There's a whole bunch of people
2: that were involved in it. And I heard that 2024, they have to open up half of the study because they kept it on the wraps. There was, I was told that there's a, there was a hole in security and there was a reason why. And I'm not going to get into that. Now, did you see JFK's grandson is going to run for president?
4: Is he? Yep.
2: And Gilles sends it to me, and they tried already to take him out.
5: That guy better wear a suit or armor or something.
4: They t- try to take him out already.
2: See? What? I
5: mean, he, that well, family's he's cursed out with uh. Well, he's out assassinations.
4: Did he's, you ever see Oppenheimer?
3: Yeah.
4: So you saw the end of Oppenheimer as to why he, the guy didn't get his Senate seat? It was because this young Senator John F. Kennedy said, no, you're not... I'm not voting for you, yeah. so I think it goes all the way back to that communism. Well, it goes, it
2: goes, Oppenheimer. It goes back to a lot of stuff. I heard that the Kennedys were bootleggers. The great grandfathers, oh wow, were bootleggers, and they were involved in a lot of
4: illegal. And <laughs> there was a lot of people involved in a whole lot of different activities, but
5: I think all the politicians are. You look at their houses; they're not making that much money. <laughs> I mean, straight up. You know, Look back in Prohibition,
4: people were doing what they had to do, just like during COVID. People were doing what they had to do to make a living. And
2: Well, did you see the latest thing The Judge said that uh, Donald Trump made all his millions by lying to everybody? You know, <laughs> he said that he was worth this amount of money, is only worth this amount of money, and he lied, and he lied. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you get away with.
4: Well, there's people now. What was the actress? I'm going to ask the crew. And she went in, and she... Said she was this famous person and she went through all these movies and premieres and society. Yeah. They did a whole, Andrea, you know who I'm talking about? Did a whole like um, series on her. Josh, you know who I mean?
5: You know, what? I think I've heard something of that. I, I Anna something? She was like, she got into movies. She was doing everything. She was getting everywhere. All through she lying was just, that
4: she was the somebody.
5: Yeah. She and was getting into, like, these out. major galas and everything. They did a whole thing about her. I yeah. I did hear about it, but I don't know her name. Well, you
2: ain't got to go that far. Look at Santos, that criminal. I was, uh, I was a Harvard educator at NYU. I did this. The guy was lying. <laughs> he lied to everybody. You
5: know who takes the cake, though? That lady that she went into, she saw uh, a police conference going on, and she went in there and told them that she knew sign language. <laughs>
3: And, oh, she, wow. knew, and she, didn't, it.
5: she didn't know any sign language. She was just doing motions with her hands. That's hilarious. That was yeah, the
4: thing.
2: That is <laughs> hilarious. Can you imagine? You're up there going like this.
5: Yeah. <laughs> she was doing all this kind of... You got to see it, the clip. It's hilarious. <laughs> they got in
4: trouble for that, too. They got in
2: yeah, a lot got, of trouble. Yeah.
5: You think?
4: They got in a lot of trouble. I don't know how people even come up with things.
2: It's like when Charlie Rangel, ABC called him. He wouldn't take the phone. And they said, do you think Charlie Rangel was the, state sen- was the congressman at the time, senator? And they said to him, Charlie, should, it was a cold war. Do you think we should attack Russia? And he didn't answer. So he told me, "Senator, just take care of it. He says, bomb him. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he came running out of you
4: crazy. <laughs> I don't know how they ever let you do things like that. <laughs> he told me to
2: answer. And I'm sitting there with the phone. And he's screaming at me, give me the phone. Uh, this is uh, Charlie Wrangle. Ignore That's that great. click you heard on the phone.
4: You're nuts.
6: That's great.
4: <laughs> I just say is you're nuts. All right, let's get back to your, your mug series. One a year comes out and one gets retired.
5: Yes, one every year at the end of the year. One I want of the to know mugs. about
2: the first one you did. What made you do that <laughs> one?
5: So um, as I started the business, I was like looking to say, okay, what's going to work? What can I do? Because I had the art and, you know, I sold some artwork, but it wasn't enough to survive off of. So it was like, okay, how do I... Create something that, you know, that will help me survive, that will help, you know, make money constantly. And so everybody drinks either coffee or tea, you know, and a lot of people I know collect mugs. And so, you know, I started looking on and I looked and I kind of wanted to follow that same path that Guy Harvey took. He has a mug collection out that's at at some major, you know, department stores. So I was like, well, let me introduce some mugs. So I looked at and I chose the the 15 ounce beer mugs because they're bigger. They have a big, they have a big grip. So I was like, you know, I want something that's comfortable. You know something I could and it holds a lot and so, um, so I created the first one which was first impression was the first one I did and the thing about this piece is actually the first piece that I did and it's the only piece that was made five years before any of the other ones and it's the only one that my mother actually saw Wow. and, um, and so I was like man I wanted to do something you know uh, unique. And I was like, well, how do I do it? How do I make it so that it's, it sounds like, you know, I grew up collecting baseball cards and comic books and you know, you can only get so many of them. So I was like, how do you do this? And so then when my daughter told me about her doll collection, I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I was like, at the end of the year, I'll retire one. And then it was like, so now what? Now, do, how, do I, how do I make it, you know, a collection? So I was like, well, put seven in the collection. And for that reason, <laughs> the seventh reason, and because at first I was gonna do three, because I was like, well, you know, I can just add to the collection. But I was like, no, it'd be better if I always keep a certain number. You know? So it was like, it was the little things that I was trying to come up with that would make it interesting or make, have a story to tell.
4: So what's first impression? The first one you did, what's it a collage of?
5: It is, um, it's a piece that basically tells a story about my life. Uh, realistically, it shows um, there's, there's some women that are in the middle of the piece. Uh, I should I have sent him that piece. But um, there's some women in the middle of the piece, and kind of symbolizes my mom and my two sisters that I grew up with. And then throughout the piece, you see it adds another sister. And then there's like an area where it shows.
4: Andrea, I can you pre- bring the mug <coughs> over,
5: please? How long? How long did Let's you? Um,
4: He's going to give it to you.
5: How long did you live in Chicago? Thanks. I lived there till I was 14, and um, and then I moved to, to Florida. I stayed here till '95. This was like '94. I stayed here until 95, nine, the end of 93 is actually when I, like, nine, November, because I remember it was like negative 66 with the wind show in Chicago, and we moved down here, and it was 66 degrees, so for me, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, and all these jive turkeys out here are wearing winter coats and boots, and I'm like, you guys crazy? Like, <laughs> What's going on? You know what I mean? It was really bizarre. It was like culture shock, because I had never seen anything like that, people wearing winter clothes in 60-degree weather. Now... That I've been here for so long, it gets to 70. I'm like, oh, come on, I didn't move here for this. You
3: everyone know? put on jackets here this morning. <laughs> yeah. the, leather, the morning show, the leather, leather
5: crazy. Oh, the yeah, they pants. got the leather, they got the boots, they got the, you know, it's it's a trip, you know. So
4: all of this is from Cut Out magazines?
5: Yes.
2: How long does it take you to do one
4: Have of these? Have you seen the detail morning? of these? Yeah. That's Some you know take,
5: uh, that one took four and a half months every day, four and a half months.
4: And how large is the, the original picture of it?
5: Uh, 32 by 26 I think. Wow. They average out about around that size. The, the newer ones, some of the newer ones um uh there's one that's called intrusive thoughts and that one's actually like 42 by 37 or something like that. So what do you do read a 1000 magazines a day? No, um when I yeah, when I get into it, I'm looking for I the weird thing is like when I used to draw, I would look at a piece of paper and the image was there. Oh, so
4: this is the intrusive. Yeah, that's thoughts. intrusive thoughts
5: and so when
4: your brain is just doing a million things yes
5: which happens in my brain a lot so (laughs) so to put it down i see these images in my mind and i'm like okay i want to tell a story and this originally was going to tell a story about some of like technology changes and advancements i wanted to do like that but at the time that i was making this piece i got a phone call that they wanted me to host the lowrider magazine show which was like a dream come true for me And so I just started adding, like, my intrusive thoughts took over because I was so excited about that, that you'll see a lot of lowrider influence. And it just talks about that. So that piece, Intrusive Thoughts, just shows you that that how things can change. And, you know, sometimes those intrusive thoughts win. They're not always bad.
4: (laughs) So this is therapeutic for you. It's what's going on in your mind at the time.
5: Um, It depends on what I'm dealing with. You know, you'll see that come out in the piece. And sometimes if I take a a couple days away from the piece and maybe I'll start working on it when I'm in a better mood, You'll notice some of the pieces have lights and dark areas. You can tell the mood I was in by the area of the piece that I that is. That so you do
2: on. one of these is one and done. <clears throat> these are exclusive exclusive ones. You don't replicate them. You don't do anything like
5: that. No. The only thing I could do is I take them and I have them um I have them digitized. So there's it's it's really a process. Um these massive towers of lights get put on them so that there's absolutely no shadow and then they're scanned with this, it looks like an old school accordion camera, but it's all digital, he slides this thing into it and it scans it. And it scans at such a high resolution, I can put this on the side of a building and it won't be pixelated.
4: Wow. Like, maybe like he does, where yeah. he scans He's anything. Seen the machine. Yeah. and
2: the amount of ink it takes.
4: Right, to print it out. Oh yeah,
5: it takes, and so I do jiclee um, on canvas and I do museum paper jiclees, reprints.
4: And everything is available for sale on your website?
5: Absolutely, yes. Right. Including the mugs? Including the mugs, yes. And
2: what is the website?
5: Magchop.com. It's M-A-G-C-H-O-P.com.
4: And has it sustained you, the mugs?
5: Yes, they're, they're, they're my, my main uh, they moneymaker, is the mugs. And, but when I sell, well, really, when I sell, like, one piece of, like, one of my originals, that's where, like, one of my originals I sold, and it was enough to pay for all my fashion and, and Miami Swim Week. I think it was a lot of money.
2: Let's talk about the fashion real quick. Tell me about the fashion. What's the fashion look like?
5: So the fashion, I started off with, with women's bathing suits. Um, I, that's what I did. I showed on um, 20 different designs at Palm Beach Swim Week. And then I went into athletic wear and athleisure wear, where it's like um, leggings. Like They're like leggings. But they're like super high quality, because I was really particular about that, because I figured if my wife and my daughter are going to wear them, got to make sure that they're not see-through like the other leggings. I don't want nobody seeing that, and then you know i I was um I did an interview one time and the girl had just come from exercising and she was wearing her leggings and you could see all our sweat marks so I found
3: uh, materials
5: that because it looked you know it didn't look good and uh so I found materials that dry fast and I put those materials together and so when my leggings, if you're working out on them, they'll actually dry fast enough where you won't have those sweat lines and and it absorbs it absorbs in a special way so you know, I looked at all these little things because um, I wanted quality. I wanted people that whenever they have my products, they know it was made from quality.
2: And longevity, because usually yeah. gym wear, it sort of turns into paper after you wash it a couple of times. Yes. And you have
5: to go buy more.
4: And it's a competitive market, athleisure wear.
5: It is. It's very competitive. But, you know, the difference is that my art is specific. And so when people see it, if they're into that, because I have so many, di- it's diverse. I have fishing, I have motorcycle parts, I have... You know like Dia de Muerte looking kind of artwork I have you know low art so it's a little bit of everything you know that that attracts people
4: and it's different than these pieces you're not taking your originals and putting them on the clothing you're creating new images
5: no these are the images from my artwork that okay. are put onto the clothing and it's sublimation is what I use the highest quality um, print that I find that, and then for the shirts I use direct to garment. So I had to learn about all these different ways of putting these materials, the artwork onto these materials, because the artwork is so it's so colorful, it's bright, so it's very difficult to be able to put that you know on a shirt. You can't screen print it because you're gonna he's gonna be this thick by the time the ink is dry.
4: You gotta make sure it all it what, stays. And
5: what is your next? Now you're done swimwear,
2: you have done exercise well, What's gonna be your next plateau? What are you gonna work on?
5: You know, what? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, OK, what's next? What do I do now? What, how can I, you know, go to another level? So um, I have been looking at socks uh, like it, My son's been requesting me to get socks done. So I'm working on that, but I want to make sure that they look good and that the color looks good. Um, I've actually talked about gym shoes, which I think, you know, somebody I was talking to about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I want to do something like that. I'd love to do like something like with Nike where I can you know, have the artwork in the swoosh or in round something like that things like that, so I, I definitely want to expand and get the artwork more out there. I'm really excited about the gallery showing because I think this is gonna be an opportunity for people that normally wouldn't be able to see the entire collection to see it, and maybe I'll get somebody from one of these major brands that says, I want this artwork connected to my brand. That's. You know.
2: Are you
4: Mexican descent?
5: No, I'm Puerto Rican, okay, but I grew then. up with Mexicans. I grew up with a lot of you Mexicans, know, so that's why you get a lot of lowrider influence. You and do things.
4: that to Garcia all the time, too, well, I and think he's from Guatemala. <laughs> It's
5: close. My dad calls me his Mexican son, so I, that, that counts.
2: He's close, Garcia's close. He's, He's from Puerto Chicago. Rican like you. Yeah, but lowrider is a Mexican thing.
5: It did start off, but let me tell you, you go to California and the brothers out there might <laughs> might, might, might differ, they'll argue that with you. you no, know,
2: The brothers gotta understand that they took it from those other brothers. Because <laughs> the Mexicans are the ones that did the lowrider.
5: That's what, yeah, that's where, you know. Oh
2: yeah. So yeah, SoCal, Southern that California. Up, they were tier one and they came north. I'm going to tell you because my cousins, remember Santoria has two sides? And I got some low riders on the other side. And I'm going to tell you, and that's why we said, but a lot of things, the one went, that's Mexican. Yeah a lot of Mexican stuff going on yeah. over here. Well I
5: got Mexican family members, so you know I gotta represent them too.
2: <laughs> I mean but I'm we Puerto gotta Rican. do something boricua, maybe uh, you know, <laughs> like a uh, in Mojo or something.
5: I did um <laughs> I did a piece for an, an album and it was it was great because the the album was called um Passport to extort and it was all themed about Puerto Ricans and a Puerto Rican Mexican. So it was from Chicago. The, the it's predominantly Puerto Rican so it's very Puerto Rican. the piece is very Puerto Rican and it has a Mexican flag in there. It's got a low rider, but it's got like an RX seven. You know, but it has an RX seven in there. So, you know. Oh, okay. if it's got an R X seven, it's Puerto Rican. We on
4: it. <laughs> you did,
5: did the cover it for it
4: Frank's book, The Operation Retribution.
5: Yes, I did the cover for that. And that picture was actually taken at Palm Beach Swim Week when I was doing my victory walk with my models. And it was funny because my model was holding me because I was so nervous that I, I kept looking down to see she's like, keep on cousin, I got you, I got you. <laughs> You're in the book. Yes. Well he he we we talked about, um, after Palm Beach Swim Week, Frank and I talked, he was like, man, I have an idea. And then after Miami Swim Week is when he was like, I know what I want to do now. And that's when he started. So we started talking about some of my stories, some of the things that I got into before I left Chicago, some of the things I got into while I was down here. Because even when I came down here, I had a chip on my shoulder, it was a different person. So it took a lot of growing up, but I talked about some of those things. So he you know, he fantasized it and, and put it in the book and it's really cool.
2: First you're on the screen, now you're in a book, now you're on the cover of a book, are oh, you,
4: yeah. So, what changed you? You came here with a chip on your shoulder to now.
5: His wife. Well, maturity, <laughs> my wife.
4: Your wife <laughs> and your daughter, I think, would probably be it. Um,
5: you know, my, my daughter changed a lot of my perception of life and how I handle things. Um, there's just aspects of my life. You know, I was facing 32 years in prison at one time. You know, I went through, I lost two years of my life. I, I went through a full trial, seven days of, of a trial, three days of a jury deliberating. You know, my life was hanging on the balance in chicago here
3: in here wow. yeah
5: and so it was like um there was a lot of things that i've gone through in my life that have made me appreciate life the people in it i've lost a lot of people over the years you know some of my closest friends you know my cousin was like grew up like my brother we grew up together he passed away two years ago and you know my mentor passed away this year so it's been a lot of a lot of everything that i've gone through throughout my life from my mom passing you know, everything has just really affected me, and that's how it's put me in the mindset that I am today.
2: That's why his art is so successful, because it has a lot of soul in it. has a lot of him in it. And I only really kid around about the, the low-right and things, but he has sensitivity to a lot of different things that go on around you. Yeah. Um, which I've noticed, because this man, everybody knows, and he used to bring in all these superstars onto the show, and he used to sit right there.
5: But if
4: yeah. you think about circumstances that life gives you, right? And here you were facing 32 years potentially in prison and what that felt like to where you are now. You look back and say, you know what? I appreciate life. Mm -hmm. Would you do that again to put you in that situation? Probably not. Whatever that was. Well, the thing was
5: a mistaken identity. Oh, really? Yes. So it was the worst possible situation that could happen. it really had nothing to do with you? Yeah, there's nothing I could say. I mean, there may be some things I would do different, you know, I mean, but you know, when you get attacked, you fight back. And so you know but
2: there you gotta defend yourself.
5: <coughs> right. I mean, so you know
2: mistaken identity is mistaken identity. I got to serve in the jury when I was an NYU intern and they got him off on
5: mistaken identity.
6: Wow. And oh police, we
5: had people that called nine one one and was like, Hey, the police got the wrong people <laughs> They had to we had to get them to testify. It was it was a it was a very interesting ordeal. time. Yeah. It was a really big ordeal, it was, you know, there's a something heavy called time.
1: the
2: triangle effect that I was taught by Stackhouse and he drew a triangle and there was a piece missing. And he walked around showing the jury this thing and he asked them, what did you see? And everybody said, a triangle. And when he held it up, it was missing a piece. He says, it's not a triangle. It isn't what it always appears to be. And that's how he got this guy off.
4: That's like the Mandela effect. I sent you the article of what we perceive on images.
5: I remember Monopoly Mandela died. dying. OK, I, rem- <laughs> I remember him dying in 88. He was in jail. And I remember in 2013, When they showed that he was dying, I was like, when he died, I was like, didn't he die already? And I didn't say anything. I didn't know about the Mandela effect until like a couple years ago. And I was talking to a guy and he said, he said, hey, man, he goes, I got to ask you a question because I only get along with certain people and they're people from my realm. And I was like, okay, where's this going? I was like, oh, go ahead. Shoot. That's the question. And he goes. How many times did Mandela die?
3: (laughs) And I was like, bro, I thought I
0: was crazy. I knew he died.
2: (laughs) You think you were
5: crazy. When I was
2: growing up and I saw us land on the moon in 1969 and they showed the picture of the little astronaut with the American flag and the flag was waving. (laughs) (laughs)
4: well now they're talking about that maybe we didn't really land there was an article over the weekend how many things could i send you
2: harry don't get mad at me (laughs) i used to bring this argument up to my brother and my brother was punching me in the head saying shut up because harry was in the military harry believed we were there but that flag waves now they have explanations as to why it appears that way first of all i want to know who
5: who filmed it hello yeah who filmed it yeah. Who did that? No one ever questioned that. I always wondered that. Like, this is a man's first step on the moon. Like, wait a minute. We don't Who put question the camera a there? lot
4: of things. Just like we believe the one, <laughs> that lone bullet did all that damage at JFK. Right? Oh, and it the went guns. like
2: this and like that and like this, like this, and like that. And apparently it
5: was
4: like a World that. War II bullet yeah. and it didn't out of one have gun. like, yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, let's not talk about the melted aluminum in Lahaina, <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> melted but aluminum.
4: There's a lot of things. Look, how your p- perspective has changed over the years.
2: Somebody came in here and told me that yesterday. Lady, she says, apparently she knew me four years ago. Energy
4: has changed, she said.
2: It has changed. Well, I'm older, closer to death. That's what you told her. We're all
4: closer (laughs) to death. You just never know what's going to (laughs) happen on the other side. I
2: don't. I don't. I just look at things differently. I, I I learn more from from things coming at me as opposed to ducking and weaving and and, and trying to avoid. I don't do that.
5: I think life has just a way of humbling people. And, I know. think
4: daughters have a way of humbling men. Hum- hum- There's yeah, daughters will humble definitely. humble a man more than a daughter? Do- not even a wife, a daughter.
5: Oh, yeah. I, I got a friend daughter. of mine. And, could be and anybody's daughter? My wife and everybody's all like, yeah, you got a daughter. One of my good friends, he's, you uh, <laughs> he got a daughter. And we're like, yeah, welcome how to the club. Old are buddy. Your my daughter is 16. Oh. She's going to be 17. And my, dating? Uh, she broke up with him, and I told her yesterday, listen, you're not getting back with him. <laughs> it's not gonna happen wait till she gets married it changes
2: you yeah. again
5: and my son is 14 so i got you know i got two kids that's what that's when it.
2: your kids get married it changes you again mm. especially if she's going to go first and then he's going to go if that works out that way you'll be a third person you go to one person second person you become a third person yeah through
4: your daughter you realize you look at your life i think as a man and go, what i did who i dated this is my daughter what i want for her is obviously better than anything more yeah. than you can ever imagine
5: well, I, you know, because I did so much, I can point it out. They're like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. <laughs> I played
1: that game before. <laughs> you
5: know. It's funny, because
2: when we were growing up, we did everything we can, right? To get yeah. over to hang out, and everything. And now I tell my sons, I, I go got, the now opposite. Now you have a
4: granddaughter, though. And now the game's changed.
2: It's yeah. a funny deal. Now
4: you got a little princess with a Santori name. Now it's I
2: regret totally all, different. I regret everything that... I,
5: you start thinking of all the things you did wrong. I like, did
2: oh, wrong, God. man. I'm going to tell you. Oh, Lord. Don't, don't spite me. But now you've had
4: all the girls in here that you look out for them. You I see do. what's going on. I
2: do. Because when the granddaughter was born, everything changed for me. Again, becoming yeah. a different person. And, and females are, unfortunately, treated a different way in our planet than males. And somebody sometimes you got to look out for them. Yeah. So... But I love that the art, I love the, what's happening in your life. All the stuff is on super speed
5: and, yeah. fantastic. and good things are happening. It's really exciting. And you know, I got to tell you. So a certain person took an interest in my art. And this guy is actually known as the Picasso of thieves. Because he is a well-known art thief.
4: <laughs> there's been movies and things made about him. Yes,
5: yes. Yeah. Wait, so a minute, there's,
2: wait a minute, he's a well-known art thief. Yes. And you know this for a fact. Oh, yeah. And do you want him to be interested in your art?
5: Yes. Yes, Why? because he's, he's a changed guy. And
3: he's got a daughter. Listen,
5: he had a daughter. He had a daughter he's got daughter two daughters. <laughs> and he did Time in Rikers Island, so he's not trying to do this anymore. No, the guy's really great. I went to see his movie premiere, um, the story about him. Uh, his name is uh, Joseito Vega. He oh, was a Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of ours. Three-finger He's one of ours. Um, but, yeah, he, um, he actually was a painter, a house painter. He would paint manches. And so he would, fell in love with the art, artwork there. And so what he would do is he would take these pictures of it, and he would actually completely reproduce the art and then switch and put his in there and take their original. Wow. And yeah, I mean, he, he even, this guy even took a Picasso painting. He found a poster that matched the same size. He soaked the poster in tea so it looked old. paintbrushed it so that it would show look like an original and swapped it out with the original piece of art. And Ooh, at his premiere, at his movie premiere, I was asked to show my artwork there. Wow. So I showed my artwork there and he walked up to it and the guy was studying it real close. And he looks up at me in this dead serious and goes, I can't reproduce this. So that made me feel good. And he was like, I mean, your art speaks to me, but I... I I can't reproduce this. There's no way I can do this. And so he was really intrigued. So when he found out that I was doing a full exhibit, he sent me a message and said, I'm going to your show. I want to see all your art.
2: Oh, I want to meet this guy.
5: He'll be there. He'll be there on October 6th. And make
2: sure that your artworks are original. Now that he's seen it. Yes.
5: So. Yeah, they're all, they're all... They're Well, <laughs> I have... I have a, the good thing about this uh, exhibit, I'm able to show some of my jacquays as well. So not all of them... But you can't reproduce them that way. Do you have the, the pictures of the... Shorty,
4: do we have any of the pictures. pictures on the board?
5: Yeah, I sent pictures of the... You got um, some other pictures of they Yeah, over? Picasso, if the, I have a picture with him. Why don't we
4: take a commercial break? Let's pull the pictures
5: and so then we can go, go through there. everything yep, and take a look absolutely. at what's going to
4: be in the exhibit. More oh, to yeah. come on the other side of this commercial break with Kenny Magchop Ruiz. And keep Vega away from me. <laughs> we'll Stephanie right Jaffe is a
8: world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV Studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com
10: For real, take your business, any business, to the next level by joining us at the Global Awakened Trinity Summit. Four days of opportunities and inside info you don't want to miss, as over 35 celebrity speakers will be live in person to teach you exactly how to make your business take off, grow, and thrive from marketing tool secrets to the best ways to build relationships, partnerships and make true connections. Founder Kessa Gooden is putting on this once in a lifetime event, the Global Awaken Trinity Summit VIP Gala and Yacht Mastermind, February 29th through March 3rd, 2024 in Miami, Florida. Registration starts at 9 sharp each day. Bring your business partner, your team, your friends anyone and everyone who wants real success. For tickets call 404-992-3971. Tickets Will not last, so call now 404-992-3971 or visit us online at Globalawakened and we will see you there. Hey
8: Kaylee, what's up? Hey nothing, what's up?
7: Uh nothing, just looking for a music for Grip that I listen to while we're in the car.
8: What's wrong with listen to now?
7: Oh,
8: Let's just say we have different tastes, you know. Why don't you try to listen to a podcast on
5: Spotify? Um, like which one?
1: The Broken Cafe Studio One is really good. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll try that one out. Thanks. It's lunchtime, and the Broken Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie Yass and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich...
8: When it comes to protecting what matters most, your family, your business, your peace of mind, you need reliable fire protection. Introducing All Fire Extinguisher Depot, Fire Extinguisher Service. Our certified technicians ensure your extinguishers are always ready to respond to emergencies. Before and after, we leave your fire safety in top-notch condition. Join the many satisfied clients who trust All Fire Extinguisher Depot for fire extinguisher service. Because when it comes to fire safety, there's no compromise. Contact All Fire Extinguisher Depot at 786-704 2750 to get your extinguisher service today. Your safety is our priority. That's at 786-704-2750. All Fire Extinguisher Depot, protecting what matters.
0: If the time comes, be ready. Learn CPR and join the Nation of Lifesavers. Nearly 3 out of 4 cardiac arrests that don't happen in hospitals happen in homes. CPR saved my life. I've teamed up with the American Heart Association as a national ambassador to help create a Nation of Lifesavers, turning bystanders into lifesavers through CPR education and access to AEDs. Join me to ensure everyone has the chance to live longer, healthier lives. Visit heart.org/nation. Have you finished-
6: in an accident that's not your fault, and you don't have an attorney, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions and tell you what your case is potentially worth. Hi, I'm Gina, along with spokesman Rob. So, Rob, tell the folks at home who should call right now.
9: Just like you said, Gina, anyone who's been injured in an accident that was not your fault, you don't have an attorney, give us a call right now. We're going to answer all of your questions and we'll let you know what your case is potentially worth. Thanks, Rob. You heard
6: it, folks at home. Pick up the phone, call now.
9: What if this happened to you when you're alone? Or what if it happened here? With MedGuard Alert, you're never alone. You can connect with medical professionals anywhere, anytime. And now MedGuard is introducing our exclusive new CareWatch. If you need help quickly, use it from anywhere to contact medical professionals. No cell phone required. The CareWatch is not only a life-saving medical alert device, it's a revolutionary health monitoring system that checks your blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, and much more. And here's the best part. If you have Medicaid, you may qualify to get your Care Watch for free. The Care Watch is only available through MedGuard Alert. Call us right now. We have monitoring programs starting as low as a dollar a day. The call is free, activation is free, shipping is free, and no contract is required. Remember, with Medicaid, you may qualify to get your Care Watch for free. Don't wait. Call us to get your Care Watch right now. Operators are standing by everybody wants cheap airfare but where do you find it you call low cost airlines they specialize in cheap flights discount hotel rooms cheap car rental rates and with a best price guarantee if you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services call now that's right call that's the only way to get these rates experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available so don't wait call now
1: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
2: And we're back.
9: I got to tell you real quick,
2: um, before we get back to Kenny, ESPN has reported a 40% increase in the history of Monday Night Football. Increase. First time. That's probably because the Jets game had over 27 million people watching. That's a record for Monday Night Football.
4: And then now I heard the Chiefs had a record in ticket sales after.
5: The Swifties.
4: Exactly. The Swifties. Now the
5: Swifties, the Swifties are taking over to to the, the Chiefs the fans.
3: Chiefs.
4: This is unbelievable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna go to
2: FAU, find somebody. Her name is Taylor Swift, and bring her in here, and and then put a big dot over here and says,
5: "Come and meet Taylor."
4: <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Does your daughter like Taylor Swift? Yes. She's a huge Swifty. Oh, my goodness.
5: Everybody's a Swiftie. She's a huge Swifty. They wanted me to buy her a ticket. The ticket's like $500. I'm like, get out of here with that foolishness. And
4: think <laughs> how many people went to that foolishness. And now the Kansas City Chiefs, their ticket sales are exploding.
5: Yeah, and the uh, Travis Kelce jersey is selling off the charts. Well, I mean, listen.
4: He's good at promotions, all I can tell
2: you. I hear a rumor they're going to be at the Meadowlands on Sunday when the Jets get destroyed by the Chiefs. And she's going to be there. Can you believe taking her on the road?
5: Is he dating her or are they just friends? I'll tell you what. Listen, that doesn't matter. That, Jet, that Jets defense might just uh, might just give them a hard time. Probably. They got no offense, but their defense is don't, actually good. Don't
2: even don't even think it. <laughs> it's not happening.
3: Maybe.
5: Listen, my team is done.
2: <laughs>
5: First of who is all, your even, team? who invited this guy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chicago. I don't understand. I love their quarterback. What is it? They got no offensive line. We have
5: no coach. Oh, the this coach. This coach, we're being out-coached. You look at the Bears last year.
3: The Bears.
5: And they have all their players from last year are pretty much second and third stringers on other teams. Yeah. So we got this whole new team of people, and we got the exact same results, if not worse, than last year. That tells you it's the coach. So you're a, a Bears fan? I'm a Bears fan. They won, the, ba- they won the Super Bowl it? on my birthday when I was a kid. Well, that was a different
4: is era. Is that Mike Ditka? Yeah. Didga, even I know the Didga. It was the shuffle. What was it called?
5: The Super Bowl shuffle. Super
2: Bowl shuffle. Uh, but that was a different team. This team, it doesn't matter the just defense. Holds them to three points, they're gonna lose three to nothing.
5: Right, because yes, they got no offense. None. Absolutely none.
2: You
4: and guys now, never talk about Chicago and all your football rundowns.
2: Chicago Bears had Dick Buckus on that team. Mm-hmm. They had some players. Singletary. Back in the day,
5: had some and who is yeah. the
2: number? My favorite running back in the history of football? Walter Payton sweetness sweetness walter paint when he died they put it in the back of yeah. the daily news sweetness dies i was a kid i went what
5: yeah that was, was that shocked, was devastating man. yeah but as sweetness
2: a kid. man he could dance he could run Don, human being can run now there's a running back or a wide receiver that that plays for the rams now there's two types of speed right mm. when you catch a ball that's one speed when you run with a ball it's another speed but this yeah. kid from the rams He's like lightning. He <laughs> ran. I don't know why they don't throw this kid. It's like the Dolphins 70-point game. Yeah. Waddle missed the game.
5: Yeah, and he's one of
2: their top guys. With Waddle, they score 140 points.
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: Ain't nobody going to stop that team. No. You got to have a secondary. Like, you can't book. You can't have linebackers against the Dolphins. Got to have no. eight. Exterior and they're
5: keeping Tua on his feet. That was that was my biggest thing. Was that that guy's? He's made a glass. So I was like, face. he's gonna get another concussion. That's I would it.
2: I blitz him every time. Every time. I put eight in the box and blitz him. And you know what? I'm gonna get beat long anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I might as well try to get this guy out of the game. Because <laughs> Tua doesn't move. He stands no, there. He stands, stands there. Yep, he, he stands hit, there,
4: man. Well, that's just craziness, especially after the concussion, right? As you yeah. can tell, I'm not a Dolphins fan. <laughs> hit him. <laughs> are we making an announcement today? Which one? About Kenny?
5: Which one? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. More to come. We're more to, to come. Caesar
4: of things to come for Kenny.
5: There's more coming. <laughs> Which one?
4: But yeah, I'm so impressed though, because there are so many creatives, and this space is a creative space, and all anyone wants to do is make a living, more than a living, right? Yeah doing what you love. And to be able to do what you love and make a living as an artist and not go your weekend art shows and not sell your soul to someone who bought you out yeah. is a remarkable accomplishment and how you did that in the business world.
5: It's a, it's a struggle, it's tough. And I tell people like, listen, there's gonna be really good times and really bad times. And during the really good times, you have to focus on saving for those bad times, because when the bad times come, they're gonna hit you left and right. And it's But like, that's
4: with anything, right? But the fact anything. that you can, you went from a graffiti artist where you shouldn't have been doing your graffiti to yeah. making this an art, a passion, yeah. a career. And now into the movies, yeah. you've put it all together.
5: It's fun. It's it's fun. I, I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, I enjoy, the, I really enjoy the fashion shows because it's such a challenge and I'm a very competitive person. I'm always competing with myself. Every time, I, every time I do something, if I do it in a certain time or a certain way, in my mind, I want to beat it next time. So every fashion show I do, I try to beat myself from the last, the last show. You know, my art shows, trying to get bigger into bigger galleries and get more known. You know, in the movies, trying to get those big roles with these major... You know, actors. So it's it's like everything's a challenge for me. So how, how
4: do well, you I gotta see if we have any of his pictures? Also,
5: if you got the
2: pictures, post them. Oh, look yes. At so this I, thing. We're in another part of New York City. <laughs> um, there you go. There's the one
5: I did for um, Chris Brown. It's called Heir to the Throne. It's based about Chris Brown. His you know things that I learned about him.
4: That's incredible.
2: Uh,
5: if you look at the bottom right on that watch, he's from uh, Tappahannock, and so I put that in a watch. I cut the hands out, put the hands so that watch did not look like that. Um, But the interesting thing about this piece is what I learned about him. I didn't know much about Chris Brown stuff. He was a great singer and at that time he was known for beating up Rihanna. So I had to like delve into who is this guy. And what I learned was that he was having an issue where he was trying to get uh, access to be able to see his daughter. He was not able to see his daughter. And during the time that I was making this piece, my daughter had fell very ill and was in the hospital and no one knew what was wrong with her. She was in the hospital for like seven days. So I made this piece during that time and if you see Really, really what you're looking at is my emotion on how I felt Christmas feel about how you have no control and you feel like your daughter's slipping out of your hands.
4: Oh, I see. I, he's looking right in the middle above the car. You can see how yeah. he's like holding on.
5: Yeah, and, and I built the piece around that. That's um, incredible. About, around that thought. And, you how
2: know, long did it take you to make this one?
5: This one, it took 18 hours. That's it? 18 hours? 18 hours. Wow. I poured myself know. into it.
4: And yeah. how did you get to Chris Brown or how did he get to you?
5: Um, somebody from his camp contacted me. They went and they sent out like several people to look at collage artists online. They all came back with me. And mm-hmm. so when I got called, and it was crazy because when I shipped the piece out there, it went to the stadium and it got stolen at the stadium. So I had to go through this whole thing, calling the, the stadium in LA and you know, saying, hey, listen, this was the piece. Do you know what happened to it? A security guard ended up having it. They took it and they got it. They had to return it. And then I got a message from Chris Brown's aunt on Instagram, it's like, hey, I just want to let you know I have the piece. I'm going to bring it to Chris. And she sent me a picture of the piece. Unbelievable. And then I messaged him and I was like, hey, I don't know if you got the piece. I would like to know if you, you did receive it. You know, I worked hard on this piece for you. And he posted the next day a picture of him sitting in the room and you see the piece hanging in his daughter's room behind him. Wow. And I was like, no way. The piece was on there and I got tagged like 15 times. My phone was like bling, 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 telling me that I was getting tagged. And then he took the picture down. But I just sent a message and I said, thanks. That was That's it. That's awesome.
2: Now, it's something when you meet these people, because all the different uh, actors or athletes or whoever you brought on the show had nothing but great things to say about you. So how do you get around? Because I see you sometimes you're in Tampa, then you're in Sarasota, then you're in Mexico, then you're in Texas. <laughs> and, I mean, how how is it? You must have frequent flyer miles, because you're everywhere.
5: You know, it's really bizarre, but like... I. I drive a lot of places. I drove to Tampa and Orlando when I did those two shows. Um, uh, when I went to Houston, each time the production company um, for Hugo, you got Films flies me out there. Um, I get really killer pricing on price. The plane tickets to New York are cheap, so you know. For and you I got, and got a, they are. <laughs> yeah. So when I get up there, I go stay with my friends, so I don't even pay for a hotel. So you know, and I just go. I look for different events. I go into these events and I network and I meet people and. You know that since I've met so many people, now they tell me, "Hey, I'm gonna be here. Come on down." I go there and I, I'll meet them, and before you know it, we hit it off, and I have mm-hmm. developed a relationship. Before you know it, I'm calling them, like, "Hey, how you doing? Let's go hang out." And it's the key. It's you networking.
4: Know. You got to get out there.
5: Yes. Yeah. I I will tell you that, no matter what you do, networking is gonna get you there. Your networking can open doors that degrees can't open. Um, being honest and and doing you know good business. Once, once people see that you're always doing honest business, they'll do business with you because they know that there's no, there's no shadiness with you. And so I'm very direct. And there's, there's times where I've dropped the ball as the owner of my company or somebody that was supposed to be handling something. We dropped the ball. I own it. I don't sit there and make excuses. I call the person. Listen, I own it. Can I make it right? If they say yes, then I make it right. If they say no, then, hey, listen, well, if you ever you know, need me again, call me, and I'll make sure that I do it right this time. And, and that's not failed me at all.
4: Sort of, okay. this is first that's impression. first impression
5: yeah that was the first one I did I, I actually this is the first one okay yeah I made that one because I worked for um for American Royal Arts at the time and I worked for this guy Jerry Gladstone they were the entertainment fine art leader from like for like 25 years and I would look at all the way these these artists would uh, sell their artwork for these big money and so I asked him one day, I said, why is it that people spend so much money on this art? And he says, well, because they want, when people walk in their house, they want to see something that, they want to show them something that reminds them of who they are. It tells a story about them. And so I was like, man, I want to do something like that. So I decided instead of drawing, and I could draw at the time, but instead I wanted to capture something different. So I made this collage, and it's really all about who I am and my life and things that I've been through. It, It really tells a story. And so... I made this piece and it was like I went after I made it I actually gave it to my mom and then it hung in her house for a while and when my when I bought my house after it was my house was almost ready to be moved into my mom brought the piece and that's when the GC came in and he saw it and he was like listen where did you get this and I was like "Oh, I made it and he was like you know I'm a, I'm a professor for architectural design at FAU I had my students do uh, collage they didn't do anything like this. I want to take this so he took the piece and he showed his students so it was the first time that somebody told me i am mean, like, all my friends like the piece but it's the first time i was told by somebody who was like you know you know in an educated platform that they were like there's something special here and um i met an artist when i was doing um the miami fair expo center i was working with lowrider magazine and i had my own booth there and so there was an artist that flew in and he had just come from like europe and apparently europe there's some school, some art school there that focuses and hones in on collage art. And he had like a three-hour layover in Miami, so he stopped at the show and he stopped at my booth. He bought three pieces and was like, I'm going to get rid of everything they just taught me at this school. I want to teach this. And so I was like, oh, wow. So it was like, as these things you were going on, I kept hearing that, you know, people were like, man, your art is something special. And so that's how I've gotten, that's how I've grown through it. The placement of the pieces
2: that you do to me is what intrigues me. Because it's not like you're just slapping it on there. You, you're actually, you have a plan. a plan. Yes. And you're putting things in certain aspects that relate to other aspects that relates to the eye. Yeah. Um, and I see that. So do you plan what you want or do you wait until you see it till it inspires you?
5: I pretty much know what the piece is going to look like before it's really? done. Really. And I have to find the images that match what's in my mind.
2: That's even more difficult.
5: Yeah. So like I have a piece right now that I'm stuck on. Because I can't find a piece that I need, so I'm probably just going to draw it. Because I'm tired of looking and I want to finish this piece. I ask
4: you, so you don't draw anymore.
5: No, it doesn't look right. It doesn't come out the way I, it, like in my mind. I'll still I can still draw some of it, but it doesn't look as good on paper as it did in my mind where before it would translate, and now it just doesn't. So I just. How art
2: has changed. And do you have tattoos?
5: Yeah, and I drew my tattoos. Like I have a tattoo here. It's, uh, it's actually Lady Justice, and she's peeking. <laughs> which had to do with my trial. Um, I have a piece here that's like an anchor, and it has my mom's last text message to our family. Um, I have one here that says, forgiven, that, you know, basically when I got out, I felt like I was forgiven. And then I have um, the trail of tears on my arm that my dad used to wear that on his belt buckle, so... I figured I'd honor him before he goes. You know, he could, he could see wow. it.
4: He the a,
2: a
5: whole lot, lot,
4: of, whole a lot, lot to stuff. this man. I know.
2: I know. You would think that we, because a lot of people see Kenny and they shake his hand and they say, okay, he's uh, But that's right. with most people, yeah.
4: right? You never know what anyone's story is, which is one of the greatest things that we get to do here, is learn a little bit about people's lives. Because on the outside, you have no idea what's going on on the inside or past yeah. stories.
5: You never or know life. what somebody's been through.
4: You never know.
2: What's a secret that nobody knows about you, Kenny?
5: I, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't well, know. There's gotta
2: be something. I, I didn't even know you were an artist.
5: Um, that you could draw.
2: I mean I know you were an artist, but I'm just saying I didn't know. I'm you, I, I'm a you competitive paint?
5: swimmer. You're what? That's I'm so a like competitive that. swimmer. I can really? swim. Yeah, I, I yeah. i I can swim. I'm fast. Really? And to this day I'm still fast. I okay. trained I have. trained this girl. Um she had she had missed the, the swim team three years in a row when I met her. And I told her, I said, listen, I'll train you to swim and you'll win. Because I was taught a stroke. I, was, I, I know the same stroke Phelps uses. I was taught that, that when I saw him swim, I knew that stroke. And um, so when I taught her, she was telling me these guys would make fun of her. And they were part of the, the other swim team. So one day while we were training at her apartment complex, well, guess who lived at her apartment complex? The two Herp Two bullies. So they came up to the thing and they were like, oh, you know, I tried to say something. So I told him, I said, I'll tell you what, if you could beat me, then you can make fun of them. But if you can't beat me, you gotta leave. And I mean, I had dicky shorts on. I wasn't in no swimming attire. And the guy went, he's like, All right, all right. And this guy was, you know, I had he was high height on me. I was like five, seven and a half. This guy was like six feet tall, you know what I mean? But I'm like, all right, you know, and he's in good shape. He's <laughs> a 16, 17-year-old punk. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. I whooped him. <laughs> I whooped him. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." So swimming has a technique. So Phelps
2: do ha- swimmers have a certain technique? Oh yeah, and that stroke
5: away. that he uses is very difficult to beat because you, you're, you're the way your body moves, the way your hands move, and force the water around you. You're gonna cut through the water a lot faster. So stroke, how can
2: nobody else uses it? I don't they know. They can't do it. They can't master very it. Very
5: difficult to master really? that stroke. Yes. Well,
4: there you have it. Fun fact.
5: Yeah. So. I
4: tell us again about the event at ArtServe. Serve. Art Serve, Kicks
5: art off. Serve October sixth. Um, you can go to artserve.org. Or you can go to magchop.com. Uh It's October sixth on East Sunrise Boulevard. And uh, what is it? Art thirteen fifty East Sunrise Boulevard. This will be at from eight from six thirty to eight thirty. Nico will be the the DJ okay. that night. So I got Nico going to be there DJing the event. You're going to have it's the members art gallery. So these are all the members. Um, of ArtServe that are artists. All these ArtServe, they, they rent the galleries out there. So this is a chance for all the artists from ArtServe to show their artwork. And I'll be in the main gallery with them, but I'll have a separate gallery off to the side that'll have only mag-chop art and mag-chop information.
2: Very cool. Well, now I know the secret you would out. Of the yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I it took you a while. It took me a while.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a girl. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on. <laughs> Oh, come. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. Kenny thank you for having Ruiz, me. Kenny Ruiz, otherwise known as? MagChop. 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 Mag-Chop. Mag-Chop.
2: MagChop live, baby. All it's right, coming Mag-Chop. your way. Watch out now.
4: Ready to wrap this up?
2: I am. Lowrider. I want to I wanna rent the Lowrider. You ever been in Lowrider? No. You remember? Wee, 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 woo, woo, you know what that is? I definitely I mm. definitely do things like that. If you guys come to the art show, maybe I'll
5: see if I can get one there. And take for
2: oh, a- that'd, be cool. be, <laughs> that'd be hilarious.
5: Let me see what I can do. Oh my gosh. All right, check it
4: out. Art Serve, more to come. What is your website, Kenny?
5: Magchop.com. It's M A G C H O P.com. And that is also my social media. It's at Magchop, or you can find me at Magchop Fashion. Everything's Magchop.
2: Everything's Magchop. Magchop's stuff is hanging here in the lobby. It is for sale. You want to come down here, We may even autograph it for you if you're a nice person. I will. Person.
4: All right, have a great afternoon, everyone. Stay safe, be kind to each other. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Drive time. Don't be late. Bye bye.
1: Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, The Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dorna Freddy S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow The Broken Cafe on Facebook at The Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show.